We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right. Welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call our Friday edition the tailgate. And what a weekend on campus for Sooner Athletics. We will be all in on college hoops coming up here in just a bit. Also, later in the podcast, you'll hear from Headman's tennis coach Nick Kroll as it's a big weekend for the men's tennis squad. And that's not it. We'll also talk some bubble watch. Yeah, that's right. It's that time involving the NCAA tournament. Where do the Sooners stand right now? I'll spoil it just a bit. They're in really good standing. Iman Brennan, who covers college basketball for The Athletic, is coming on a little bit later on in the podcast with us as well. But as always, thank you so much for downloading, subscribing, and listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast. As always, share it on Twitter. You can react Anything you want us to get into, any topics you want us to tackle at OU on the air. And, of course, spread the word, Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Well, what a game it was on Wednesday night, Bedlam in Stillwater. Crossover, angles right, drives, gets deep, high layup, off the glass is good, and we're tied in Payne County. Odoms will back his man down. He's got McGriff on him. Into the paint. Pivots the other way. Pump fake. Dip up and under. Layup. Good. Odoms put him in the spin cycle. Sooner's back in front. Missed it. Rebound wrestle. Odoms trying to fight for it. On the floor. Scrambling. Kicks it out. The enemy for three. Oh, Baba! Jamal B. Enemy does it again. And the Sooners lead by five. The Sooners win it by a final score of 70-61. to 61. And there are some amazing numbers coming out of that game on Wednesday night. That's the largest road comeback by a major conference team this season. They were down by 19, and they won by 9. That's right. At the 10-minute mark of the first half, the Sooners were down 19 points. 
Jamal Bienemy, who made that big shot that you heard in Toby's play-by-play call, has now played 95 consecutive minutes without a turnover. After the game, T-Row sat down with Lon Kruger. Well, thanks, Toby. Uh, it was great. I was so proud of the guys uh, to get off to such a you know, tough start. Uh, we didn't guard them like we needed to, and they made shots. So there was a little combination there, but they were very hot and uh, played great. And uh, then for our guys to hang in there and cut it, you know, to six at halftime, I thought that was huge. And then, of course, I thought down the stretch, uh, guys were terrific. You're down 19 in the blink of an eye. And, I mean, they're making absolutely everything on you, Coach. What do you what do you say to a team in that moment? Well, we're, we're talking exactly like that. Uh, guys, we, we got to work harder, but keep guarding them. You know, they, you know they're, they're making shots that they're not going to continue to make. Uh, you got to trust that, but you got to work harder also. You know, so it's not just a matter of waiting on them to miss. We also got to turn it up a little bit. And I thought in the second half, I thought, uh, you know, when Aaron Clickstay came in and, and started playing ball pressure yeah. out front, that changed the tempo. Richard gets on the floor after a couple loose balls, uh, even his dive on the floor to, to kick it to Jamal there to cut the, you know, to take the lead to five there with a couple minutes to go. It was huge. Uh, but a lot of guys came in and played their minutes well. Uh, thought uh, Jamal Bienemy, of course, was fantastic uh, throughout the night. Well, let's talk about the kid. Uh, boy, great performance down in Austin, and he exceeds it tonight. 17 points, had three steals, didn't turn it over again. Coach, that's 85 straight minutes of basketball now without a turnover for a point guard freshman. That's pretty good. 17 points and didn't miss a shot either, as yeah. it shows there. And, uh, again, just uh, unbelievable performance. You know, he uh, ran, the, ran the club, very calm there late, goes to the line, knocks down a couple free throws, uh, and he's very good defensively too. So really, really happy for uh, Jamal and and we need that from him and uh, he stepped up when he's had the opportunity. You were talking about energy. We had Richard Odoms before you came out here. I thought Rowe and Miles, who only scored two points tonight, but seemed to be a bigger factor than that in the first half. He really defensively kind of energized you guys. Yeah, we do. We need Miles. We need his emotion. We need his enthusiasm. Uh, again, like you say, it's not just necessarily scoring, but it's just uh, and again he does he does some things. Uh, you know, uh, you know, he, he turns it over sometimes, but he does it fast. You know, he does it with emotion, and, and we need that. You know, again, we don't need the turnover necessarily, but need to slow down on occasion. But uh, but still, we need to get him on the floor because uh, he gives us a big lift. It's one win, but is this the kind of win, considering how far you were down and you're on the road and everything, that could be more than that for your team? We hope so. Yeah, we, uh, we, we would think so, too, you know, because, again, this is a confidence builder. It's, you know, again, O State Club that was playing great, and we come back, and uh, it's a road win, which, uh, again, we've had three tough losses on the road so far, all hard-fought games, but, uh, you know, there's no uh, satisfaction in that to get over the hump and win a game. So uh, that feeling of what it feels and what it takes is huge for this team. So the Sooners pick up the 70-61 to win. They improve to 14-5 and on the season. And despite four losses in the Big 12, they are by no means out of this race. This is this is one of those seasons where the Big 12 champion may indeed end up with five losses. That has happened before within the last five years. No one's been able to knock off Kansas. Maybe, maybe this is the year. Here's how the Big 12 standings look as it relates to the Oklahoma Sooners. Of course, Kansas and Kansas State are now nodded for the top spot in the Big 12, both at 5-2. and two. The Baylor Bears are a half game back. They're at 4-2. and two. Baylor and TCU, the only two teams in the Big 12 that have played just six games. Tech and Iowa State are there at 4-3 and three with TCU at 3-3. Three and three, And the Sooners with Texas at 3-4. and four. So, obviously not ideal, 
but by no means insurmountable in this conference race. We had a chance on Big 12 today, which you can hear with Gabe Eichert and myself, Holly Rowe as the regular host. I've been blessed enough to sit in a bit on Sirius XM 375. And on Thursday's show, we had a chance to sit down with Eamon Brennan from The Athletic and asked him how the Sooner tournament chances are looking after the big win in Bedlam and a big weekend ahead. Things looking good right now for the Sooners shaping up for a bit in March? Um, they are right now, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little concerned, uh, as we wrote in, in, in Bubble Watch this week, um, just kind of how they've been playing in conference play hasn't hasn't been great. I, I thought, you know, they alleviated some of those concerns, guarded pretty well at Oklahoma State, um, you know, scored, I think, better than they have. Um, but because their defense was struggling so much uh, in those first, you know, in that two and four start, um, it, it, you sort of worried not just because of what happened last year, although I still haven't forgiven Oklahoma for what happened last year because they were a lock uh, like two days before they started losing every single game the rest of the season. Um, but uh, they, you know, you sort of, how good was this defense really, right? was a question that, that I asked in Bubble Watch this week. And um, was it, did it look better than it was in the non-conference because of opposition um, because you're only, you know, you only really have to, to play your best defensive game uh, maybe once a week on average, uh, if that, as opposed to basically every night in the Big 12. Um, so that was the big question for me. I think the Oklahoma State win was encouraging. I will be really interested to see where they are in a couple weeks' time, and particularly where their defense is, because if you look at their defense statistically through the whole course of the season – they're top 15, top 20 defense, you know, in, in adjusted efficiency. Uh, but if you look at them sort of in Big 12 play thus far, um, they're sixth. And I think before the Oklahoma State game, they were down, you know, towards the bottom of the league. It's you know, still early, small sample size and all that good stuff. But um, I'll be really interested to see where their defense is after that da the data set increases a little bit more. Um, because if that's a real deal defense, I can't imagine them having any problem getting the wins they'll need to get in the tournament given where they are right now. If their defense does struggle um, and they, you know, have just sort of remain average on the offensive end, then, then you know, you could see um, maybe not a collapse as epic as, as last season, but something, you know, that will put them in jeopardy before Selection Sunday. So we mentioned that big weekend ahead. Here's what it looks like on campus. First, we'll start with what we've been talking about most of the day today, the men's hoops teams. Oklahoma battles Vanderbilt. This is part of the Big 12 SEC challenge. You know, in the, in the sports radio world, this is usually when we start arguing about the timing of an event like this. Regardless, it's fun. Vandy is coming to town on Saturday at 3 p.m. Get your tickets at Soonersports.com slash tickets. Uh, you know, I've I've referred to Toby's Twitter account enough on the podcast here today, but I think this point was one of the best. And as we tape this, it's midnight on a Thursday night. So uh, Toby just dropped this moments ago, and I'll read it. It says, Sooner fans, what a comeback. This team has continuously faced raucous crowds on the road. They deserve the same at home. Four of the next five are in the LNC. Let's make it a zoo. Let's give our guys the home court advantage they deserve. See you Saturday in the LNC hashtag Spread the word. So do so. Spread the word Oklahoma Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock. 
against Vanderbilt. Meanwhile, the entire day on campus starts out Saturday at 11 a.m. as the men's tennis team, the nationally ranked men's tennis team, squares off against Drake as part of the ITA Indoor Nationals. We caught up with Nick Kroll to kind of get some perspective on this Sooner tennis squad. Time flies, man. It seems crazy to think <laughs> three years already that you've been running this program uh, how do you feel about the way things have gone as you continue to build on this program and continue to put your uh, your stamp on this program? Take me through this process of building for you with this men's tennis team. Yeah, right right from the beginning, you're right. It's gone really fast. Um, sit, sitting here right now to think it's been three years uh, is crazy, but uh, right from the beginning we just started building and, and we had to bring in a lot of new guys. And, you know, when my first year we were left with four four really great players and and uh, those guys had, had done an unbelievable job. So that, that first year, you know, I kind of had to fill in a few blanks. And then, but then we had to really, um, what I'd say, kind of reload and rebuild. And, and uh, we kept, we've really kept it going strong. Um, you know, last year, uh, Spencer Papa was returning national champion and, and tore his ACL. And so he was out for a year, but we're really excited. He's back now, and, and he's here for his fifth year. And he decided to come back for one more one more go here and, and try to win a title. So we're really excited. We've got a lot of depth on this team and, and, and a lot of great players up top. So, you know, we're returning Spencer, but we're also returning the Big 12 Player of the Year, Alex Bakshi, and Big 12 Freshman of the Year, Jake Van Inberg. So, you know, we're, we're really excited about this season. Spencer... Uh, he won this weekend against Omaha. He won his du- won the doubles point as well, too, or helped to win the doubles point. Yeah. But overall, can you kind of take me through his recovery? I got a chance to know him a little bit last year. We we interviewed him for the podcast. Great young man, and obviously he'd gone through a lot of adversity. But can you kind of take us through his recovery and that leadership that he's able to provide for this team? Yeah, he had surgery um, literally one year ago on January 18th. And, and uh, you know, f- right from that from that point, you know, he just really had a very mature outlook on his future. And he knew, he knew that getting that knee strong again was going to be going to be the key. And I really feel like it's uh, re-motivated him in a way that I haven't seen him before. He's really, he's so motivated in the gym. He's so motivated with the rehab, Um, you know, sitting out a year, I think you see things a little bit differently and, and uh, his mental mindset right now, the frame, mental frame is really good. And, I'm expecting him uh, to have a great, great season, uh, maybe his best season as a Sooner. We're hanging out with Nick Kroll, and uh, one of the reasons we wanted to make sure to get Coach on today was the event that's coming up this weekend. It's obviously a must-attend event. It's the ITA kickoff weekend, and you'll host Drake in the first round. Notre Dame and Vanderbilt are both in town. Mm-hmm. Can you take us through the importance of this tournament and how big of a deal this event is? Yeah, this is the ITA kickoff really kicks off our season. Um, it's a 64-team uh, tournament. Uh, there's 16 host sites. Um, we're hosting for the seventh year in a row, and you, and you actually have to earn being a host by being top 16. And um, So we're really excited about that. Um, having the huge crowds out really really motivates our guys. And, and to get through this weekend, if we win two, we'll, we'll go on to Chicago for the round of 16 of the National Indoor Championships in mid-February. So this is a great way for us to really kick off the season and get a lot of momentum heading into the, you know, conference play, which starts middle of March. But uh, the national indoors, the Sooners won it in 2015 in Chicago. So, you know, we want to get back there and, and try to try to repeat on those courts. 
So everything gets going on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. What do we know about Drake? What do we know about the the matchups that you'll yeah. have? And then maybe if you could give us a quick scout on Notre Dame and Vandy too, Coach. Sure. Yeah, Drake. Um, Drake's a really good team. You know, they're they're always making the NCAA tournament. Um, they've got a lot of big players that play really aggressive. They come in with a lot of energy, uh, very well coached. Um, and so, you know, our full attention is on Drake uh, for Saturday morning. And, and you know, we got to come out strong in the doubles point um, and really try to establish ourselves there, gain momentum, and then, you know, look to kind of dominate in the singles. But, you know, that doubles point's where it all starts, and we're looking forward to getting started there. Um, but we're expecting a big fight. Those guys don't quit, and, and uh, so we, we're going to have to really be ready. Notre Dame and Vanderbilt, I think Notre Dame's coming in ranked 17 in the country. Um, very good indoor team, play a lot up there in the Midwest indoors, and they're actually a pretty experienced team. I think they've got a lot of older guys this year, and um, Va- Vanderbilt's coming off a great season last year. Um, they they might have lost a player or two, but they've they've kind of restocked, and you know I think that Notre Dame Vanderbilt match is going to be a going to be a really good one there um you know we'll be anxious to see we'll you know we'll watch that match after we play drake and and then we'll get we'll get ready for that sunday match you know you've started things off with a perfect record here uh in 2019 is there anything we can point at as we head towards the the true guts of the schedule nick that's been kind of a key to this team getting off to as good of a start as it has yeah really it's just our mindset um we're trying to be really greedy and not give up any points um Right now we're 22 and 0 in matches, so we haven't dropped a match yet. Um, the depth of our team, I think, really creates a lot of competitiveness that way. Um, we're, we're we're 11 deep. I mean, our ninth and tenth guy are are really good, and and the guys that are kind of six, seven, eight, nine, those guys are battling battling every day in practice, and and uh, so there's an edge right now that I think everyone everyone really wants to get in there and and contribute, whether it's in singles or doubles, and. And so that, that greediness when we're out there just, just to win every point is, is really helping us as we move along in the season right now. All right, Nick, help my education here as, as a tennis fan or maybe a guy hopefully one day that, that gets to call a few matches or two. Take yeah. me through the determination and then the challenge of having to work sometimes outside and then maybe having to take it indoors. When is that decision made with, with weather, and how much of a challenge can that be for your guys between the outdoor courts that you have and inside yeah. the Eddington Tennis Complex? Right right now we're in our indoor season, and, and, and so this qualifier is actually an indoor qualifier for the national indoors. So this week we're, we're actually not having to worry about it too much. But a, after the national indoors, um, yeah, you're, you're kind of on pins and needles whether you're going to play indoor or outdoor based on the weather and, and the rules for ITA, if, if it's under 50 degrees, uh, then they'll move the match indoors. So if indoors is available. And so here in Norman, you know, if it's 48, 49 degrees, we'll be playing, we'll be playing indoors. Um, in big 12 season, the rules are a little bit different. And, uh, so, and there's also a wind rule. So if it's over 25 miles an hour, oh, wow. then you move, you move indoors as well. So, um, but 22, 23 miles an hour in the Big 12 this year, we'll be playing our matches outdoors, which I think creates a wow, you know, <laughs> kind of an interesting, interesting match when it's when it's that windy. And we should point out too, uh, fans can come out, fans can support it, and you love having the Sooner Nation out there to support these guys, don't you? You know, it's been unbelievable uh, here the last three years the support that we've gotten. Um, last year when we played Baylor. Um, you know, we had about 750 packed in our indoor facility 
And you know, seven fifty might not sound like much when you're comparing it to football or basketball, but when you're in an when you're in an indoor tennis facility, that gets really loud. And um, you know, we'd love to have have huge crowds out this weekend. And and you know, we encourage our fans to come out and be loud and cheer and and uh, you know get excited. It's it's an interesting dynamic with six matches going on, and there's a lot of movement, a lot of momentum shifts, and and you're always moving around, looking for that that next spot to go watch. So, again, that's 11 a.m. on Saturday for OU, and then they will play either Notre Dame or Vanderbilt on Sunday. One other home event to bring up on Saturday, that's the men's gymnastics team home on Saturday night at 7 o'clock as they square off against Ohio State. So here's the Saturday schedule on campus. 11 a.m., Drake and Oklahoma men's tennis Headington Indoor Tennis Complex. 3 o'clock, the Sooners men's basketball team takes on Vanderbilt in the Big 12 SEC Challenge at 3. Then it's 7 o'clock on Saturday night. It's Oklahoma men's gymnastics inside McCaslin Fieldhouse taking on Ohio State. And then on Sunday, well, it's a big one for the Sooner women's basketball team as they square off against Baylor at 2 o'clock inside the Lloyd Noble Center. Get tickets for all these events online right now at Soonersports.com slash tickets or get yourself the one pass. Hey, uh, we didn't want one of the shows to get away from us without talking a little bit of football. Now, on Tuesday's podcast, you you heard Jessica Cootie's interviews with all the new members of the defensive coaching staff. I kind of wanted to circle back before we put that topic to bed until spring football and ask Jess kind of her thoughts on getting to talk with Alex Grinch and how impressed she was with the newest members of the Sooner defensive coaching staff. Yeah, I was super impressed, and I, I didn't really know why the press conference was when it was either, but then uh, come to find out, um, Roy Manning had just gotten in the night before. Wow. So um, he, uh, you know, I think getting both uh, Brian and, and Roy there, it was just kind of the first time that they actually could get them all in and, and people were out recruiting and whatnot. So, yeah, it was a little bit different, um, you know, and, and I think before we, we talked to Alex Grinch, um, unlike – years in the past where we've just kind of like talked to people um, maybe before everything was settled. I think they wanted to make sure everything was kind of situated with, um, you know, the staff and, and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I was, I was really impressed though. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how, um, you know, spring football goes. And, and one thing that I took away with, you know, him and, and cause he, he kept talking about how there's, not a lot of time to feel each other out, you know, and, and there's not a lot of time to waste and they've got to hit the ground running and, and get people, um, you know, acclimated with the system and, and bought in and whatnot. But on that, but on that same very note, you know, he talked about not trying to do too much. You know, he's like, there's, there's 150 things I want to tell him in our first meeting, but I, I can't do that. I've got to be conscientious of how I, I stack the information that I give them and, and how we lay out the game plan. It's, it's not coming in and, and throwing everything on them all at once. So um, I, I will – it'll be really interesting to see, you know, how they go about approaching practices and, and what their demeanor's like in practices and, and, you know, getting them to buy into that effort-based defense um, that, you know, you, you heard a lot, you know, talking to all three of those guys. It just kept getting brought up. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see how um, it, it goes when you get the players involved for, for spring ball. That's a great take, though, too. There's so many things you want to tell them. There's so many things you want to show them, but you've got to you got to kind of 
take your time because you don't want to overload them. You don't want them to maybe get confused in trying to get too much information and not understanding the finite details. I loved in the press conference setting what Alex Grinch said about the football, where the football doesn't know where it's going. It's your job to go get turnovers. And then, you know, he just, he kind of hit on setting a tone in his interview with you, Jess, and I like that. They just, they want to be the aggressor whenever it comes to attacking and going to get the football. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, going back to the, the point before, it's not only just like getting them to understand, it's getting them to buy in. If you throw a bunch of stuff at them in the beginning, it's going to be, they're going to be so overloaded with trying to make sure they understand everything and not really buying into it. I think there's a completely different, it's yep. different, it's two different things. Understanding and buying in, I, I feel like are two different things. And so that's the big thing is, is getting them to buy in. And, and you know, I, I love his approach of, are we better today than we were yesterday? And what did you do to make yourself better today? And, you know, he talked about the non-negotiables and, and, you know, making sure that that is implemented first and going from there. And, um, you know, he, I think I also too thought the way that, and, and coach Riley talked about that is, you know, how he said, I'll never forget how important it was for me when I was hired that Bob let me kind of go out and, and get a couple guys that understood what I'm trying to do, understood my system. And, um, you know, so that was really big for Lincoln. And obviously Coach Beanbo was already on staff. And then you have Coach Simmons. And, and um, you know, he had people that understood what he was doing that he had, had gone to battle with. And that's so the one he knew that that's, he was going to hire a defensive coordinator. He stepped back and let Alex Grinch do what he needed to do to get the guys in to, to help him do what he needs to do. And so um, – I thought that was a big takeaway for me, too, um, just hearing Coach Riley talk about that. and Because and, you do, you think about how important Dennis Simmons has been to what Lincoln has done. And, and Bill Beanbo, who's already here, and you know the, the guys that he's brought in these work with, how important that's been to him, and especially that first year, even having those, those guys already on staff um, implement what he was wanting to do. And so I think it will be the same thing for Alex Grinch and, and um, you know, I love talking to Brian Odom. Um, I thought he was he's awesome, and, and I asked him about, you know, recruiting and, and how being from Oklahoma will help, and then he said, you know, you're not going to find anybody that loves or understands the state more than me. So, yeah, I think I can tell people on that. So, you know, I, I you can sense a, an excitement level and, and um, you know, an eagerness for those guys to get in and, and um, you know, really feel like they can make a, a a positive change and they believe in it and they're confident in it. And you know, they've all said, we've done it. We know it works. And so it's just a matter of, um, you know, them getting going, but it's, I think it's really neat to hear them be completely bought in yeah. to what they're doing and, and um, not have any doubts whatsoever that it will work. I think the thing that I took away too uh, is now you kind of see the type of guy that Lincoln Riley likes to have and the freedom that he gives the people that he brings in. Uh, they're not, I, I hate to say they're young, but not necessarily young, but guys that understand his vision, guys that are enthusiastic, guys that are positive, Jess. They're, they're starting to be this this type of coach that Lincoln Riley likes to have around him based on the personality. And I think the first guy that it really, that that 
wowed me from that front was Benny Wiley. And now you start looking with even Ruffin, the positive mindset that he has, where he's always trying to make it good for the players. I think we saw it a lot with Alex Grinch. You talked one-on-one with Brian Odom and with Roy Manning. This is, this is the type of guys that Lincoln Riley wants to surround himself with going forward on a staff. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely, yeah, like you said, they're positive. They've got a lot of energy, and um, it's just, it is, it's, it's refreshing. And, and then it's also, I think recruits buy into that as well, you know, and, and they feel that and, and they love that, and, and we've seen that, um, obviously, with the past couple of signing classes. So, um, yeah, you definitely get a sense and a feel for the, the kind of um, guys that he wants on staff, and it's, um it it was it's been fun and it's going to continue to get fun because I I think this group that he just brought in is along those lines as well. Well, there you have it, another edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday with the game plan. Until then, have a great week. Enjoy a plethora, a litany of Sooner events. And until Tuesday, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.